Hello, hello. Thanks for coming down to the M Pavilion. You all ready for some stories today? Looks like you're ready. Everyone's sitting nicely. And how beautiful is this weather? We're very lucky. If it had been yesterday or the day before, not so lucky. Now, who's, has anyone got my book at home? The, yes? Yes? Which one? Which one do you have? The Family Hour. Has anyone got this one? You have Sticks and Stones. So this is the second book that I made. And the reason why um, we're going to read some books today is they're all about homes. So all the books that I've chosen are about the way that we, we build our homes or animals build their homes. So we might, should we start with Sticks and Stones, do you think? Yeah? All right. And then we'll see how many we get. Okay. So who can see on the cover of this book, there's a little creature sitting in a funny little house. Do you, does anyone know what kind of animal he is? Can you take a guess? Leo, you should know. Do you know what he is? He sort, looks a little bit like a mouse, but he's from America. He's called a muskrat. So he's in the book and we find out how he builds this pretty, pretty cool looking house. Should we start? Sticks and Stones, Animal Homes. Whoa. And at the start here, we've got another little creature who's called a bilby. Has anyone heard of a bilby before? Bilbies are from Australia, and we learn about his, his home later on. Sticks and Stones, Animal Homes. Can everyone see okay? Yep. Okay. All around the world, on land and at sea, from deep underwater to high up in a tree. Creatures make cubbies and burrows and domes and all sorts of amazing, incredible homes. And on this page, you can't see any animals yet. They're all hiding, but can you see some of their homes? There's a special home here. Who knows what, what kind of animal lives in that? Spider. A spider, a spider web. And there's another little cubby. That looks like it could be the muskrat's cubby. And who knows what kind of home is this? Can you see? Yeah? A beehive. So animals are pretty amazing, aren't they? They don't look like our homes at all. They look quite different. Let's start with the first animal and see what they make. These guys are called Bayer weaver birds. And Bayer weaver birds are from Africa. And they build these, these kind of hanging homes. Let's see what he has to say. We weave our cool homes high up in the trees. They dingle and dangle and swing in the breeze. Shall I move them? So these, so these little birds, they actually weave their homes with their beak and they hang like a kind of swinging cubby up in the trees. Pretty cool. Would be a little bit windy. What's this? A turtle. This is a special turtle called a Myanmar River turtle, and they're from Burma. I hatch from my egg with my home on my back. It's hard and it's safe, no need for a shack. So the turtle's born actually with his house already on their back. Imagine that if you carried your house around all the time on your back. If you're feeling sleepy, you could just go, whoop, go inside and have a little nap. And what's next? I love this guy. Do you remember what I said he was called? A bilby. A 
Bilby, lives in Australia in the, in the outback. My home is a tunnel that winds round and round, a burrow that's cool and safe, deep underground. I shelter in here from the heat of the day and I come out at night because that's when I play. So he comes out at night and plays when it's nice and cool because in the desert it's really, really hot during the day and also the bilby has creatures that, um, that might eat him so they don't, they don't come out at night. So and the reason why he has this winding tunnel is because things like dingoes can't get their nose down so they, they get stuck and he sits in here and he's nice and safe. Now, who knows what this, this one is? You guys must know. Do you know what it is? What kind of fish? Yeah? A clownfish. That's right. I'm glad you didn't say Nemo fish. Often you get Nemo fish. It's a clownfish. This is a girl clownfish, this one. My home's in the sea in this anemone. It gives me protection and I feed it for free. I keep the place neat and sparkly clean, and I sting any villains. Aren't we a great team? So what happens here is this anemone that she lives in, it sort of goes like this, and it's actually an alive creature. And they have a special deal where it protects her. So she lives inside the anemone, and if a, if a baddie comes along, like this guy, then she, the anemone stings it and protects the fish. It's pretty amazing. Imagine if your house, I guess it's like a, a bit like an alarm, a security alarm. Now these ones, these ones have a special story because they were actually suggested by Leo, who's here today, who's my, my little boy, and he found them in an encyclopedia when he was looking one night and he came in to me and said, Mum, look at this, you have to draw this. It's this cool little elf owl that lives in inside the cactus. So this is called an elf owl. But let's read about the story first, because there's a special story about who makes the hole. Lucky the woodpeckers left us their home. These are the woodpeckers here. Once, once their babies had grown, we could call it our own. Here in this cactus, I lay three white eggs, which hatch into owlets, they're little baby owls, with funny bowed legs. So the cool thing about these elf owls is that they actually eat insects for their dinner. And sometimes when the cactus flowers at the top, the insects are attracted to the flowers and then the owl just has to go upstairs and eat some insects and then can go back into his home, her home. And these guys, they sort of share. They make the house first and then they move on. What have we got next? Back to the pages. Ah, this is my favourite. Who knows what this is? A hermit crab. This is a fairly tropical looking hermit crab. My body is tucked up inside this neat shell. It's great to find something that fits me so well. And if I get bored with the colour or style, I can upgrade my home every once in a while. So what happens is he can actually crawl out of his shell if he gets bored of it. Or sometimes they actually grow too big and they have to wriggle out and then they just find a new shell and they wriggle into the new shell. And what's he having a drink of here? Can you see? A coconut. Someone I read to the other day, the kid said, wouldn't that make him giant? <laughs> hmm. Yes. Let's not talk about scale. Okay. And this one, 
These are very, very important, these creatures. We have them everywhere, but we need... Oh, a queen? A queen what? A queen bee, that's right. Look at her, isn't she beautiful? I'm a queen bee in my palace of gold. I'm surrounded by workers who do as they're told. They make their own wax and they build cells for me while I lay many eggs and I eat royal jelly. Imagine if you just ate jelly all day long. Whoa. Some people here would love that, wouldn't they? Who likes jelly? <laughs> all kids like jelly, don't they? And the little workers, they're very busy. They're very, very busy. Busy bees. Okay, so now we've got up to the muskrat. And the muskrat's the guy on the cover, remember? And he's, um, he lives in America. Do any, see, see this flag here? That's the American flag. Do any parents here know what type of furniture he has? Anyone? He's got, a, he's got an Eames rocker, that's right. So Eames is very, Ray and Charles Eames are very famous American designers. It's actually also an Eames pendant lamp. So he's a, he's a fairly cultured muskrat. I build a dome home using mud, sticks and reeds, a neat, stylish lodge to suit all of my needs. Its surrounded entrance is hidden from sight. It's snug and it's safe, so I always sleep tight. And you know what the cool thing about him is? Is that even though he's a, he's a marsupial, or he's a, you know, mammal, so he can't actually breathe underwater, but what he does is he dives under the water, holds his breath, <gasps> dives under, digs a hole from underneath the water, comes up, pops up in the reeds and builds his house like that so that there's no scent to follow him, so there's no smell of the muskrat. So all of his predators or the things trying to eat him, they can't find a track of him. He's a very, very clever little guy. And this tiny little frog here is also from America. It's called a Californian red-legged frog and they're very endangered, but they're from the same area. So he, he has a little friend there. There's actually, if you have a look at the book later, if you have the book at home, you can find a second animal on every page. Some of them are very hidden and some of them are more obvious. So these ones are very cuddly looking. What are they? Oh, there's some rabbits, yes. What do you think the big ones are? Do you know? Polar bears. They look cuddly, but I don't think you would actually want to cuddle a polar bear, would you? During the winter, we're born in this den. It's warm and it's cosy, but cold can't get in. We cuddle up here and we have lots of fun. And then in the spring, we come out with the sun. So they're reading some books and getting cosy. And that's right, someone pointed out there are some rabbits. These are actually Arctic hares. So they live in the snow too and they're white so that they can be camouflaged into the ice and the snow. They're beautiful. Now, this one is a creature that I didn't even know existed before I wrote this book. It's a squirrel, but it's not just any kind of squirrel. She's called a giant squirrel. Can you imagine seeing a giant squirrel up in the trees and their tails sometimes up to five metres long? Giant long tail that hangs down and actually balances them so she can do lots of things with her hands. And one of the things she does with her hands is she builds these amazing homes. Let's see what she has to say. My homes are disguised in the top of the trees. There's one for my babies and one just for me. I take twigs and leaves and I build a big ball. So when you look up, you can't see us at all. 
Who knows what the word is for that when you can't see them at all? Yeah? Camouflage. That's right. So you can sort of see how it looks like the leaves, but there's a little house in there. Look, you can see them poking their heads out. And there's a, this is the animal hidden on this page. It's a green tree python. And the giant squirrels are from India, and that's the Indian flag just there. Now this guy, someone pointed out to me the other day, looks slightly like part of a female anatomy on this page, which I hadn't realised. But anyway, Mr Bowerbird, he's called. And Mr Bowerbird likes to sort of do, do things to attract some lady friends. So let's read about him. This is called his bower. Here on my stage, made from hundreds of twigs, I display all my treasures and I dance my best jigs. I choose the right colours and I place them just so. They help me to impress the ladies, you know. And you know, the, the cool thing about this type of bowerbird, he's actually called a spotted bowerbird. They don't collect blue things like, like the bowerbirds we know. They collect pastel-coloured things. Yeah, so he's got some dinosaur designs, necklace and, you know, like some Robin Boyd ceramic bowls and all sorts of very tasteful pastel things. Oh, now these ones. Who's read the book that knows Otto? Do you know what these are? Dung beetles. And what do they what do they collect? Poo. This is the stinkiest page of the book. Our home's made of poo, which Dad shaped with his legs. Then he rolled it to the place where Mum laid all her eggs. It's like a big cubby, a warm, stinky ball. We find it delicious. We don't mind it at all. So the mum lays her eggs in there and these are the babies. When they wake up, what do they do? Do you know? What do they do? They eat the poo. Gross. That's pretty amazing though. That's their dinner. They don't actually have a light inside the poo. That was just like a little... I thought that would be handy to see. Who knows what this guy is? Otto? An orangutan. And at the moment, the orangutans aren't having a very good time in Indonesia, unfortunately. There's lots of orangutans without homes, which is a little bit sad. Anyway, let's read about the orangutan. Each day, I choose branches I know are the best. Then I gather soft leaves to cushion my nest. I'm an architect, builder, and engineer too. When I tire of my home, I just build something new. So he's kind of a bit like a tradie. You see he's got, he's got a toolbox here. And what's he holding there? A hammer. And he's got a flat screen TV, because most tradies have one of them. And he hangs from the vines and he's really quick. He can build a new home every single day. Imagine if we did that, built our home every day. Nearly at the end, this one's a little bit scary. It's a giant spider. A tarantula. It's actually bigger than a tarantula. She's called a Madagascan bark spider. And you know, if you, if you were to imagine, they're about this big. They're huge, and they build webs that go right over rivers. Let's read about her. My home's in this web. It's incredibly strong. It catches fresh insects that flutter along. It's so big that it reaches right over a stream. It's perfect if living by water's your dream. But you know what? I had a look on, on the internet, and I found a video of a cameraman that just to test how strong her web was, he threw his camera into the web and it was a 13 kilogram like film camera and it caught the camera. So it's actually known as the, the strongest natural fibre 
the Madagascan bark spiders were pretty amazing, really. Pretty cool, it just comes out of her bottom. Okay, this one, this colourful one, they're not usually this colourful, but this one's a pretty colourful version. He's a giant armadillo. I like the giant things. <laughs> I'm more a hotelier, some might say. That's someone that owns a hotel. My home is a safe place for others to stay. They borrow my burrow. It's warm and it's cheap. Then they sleep and they sleep and they sleep and they sleep. So what happens is um, in, in North America where he lives, he digs a home every day and then at night the other animals come in and they sleep there and he goes out at night and, and eats the food. And that's the end. So if you have the book at home, these are the things, the little facts you can learn, uh, read maybe when you're a bit older about the animals and whether they're endangered or not. Because a lot of the animals we read about are endangered. So they don't have long to go. And this is, this is um, all the, the hermit crab's shells, the real estate for shells. That's the end of that book. So that's my book. Should we read another book? I've got more if you'd like to. Some, some of our favourites that we like at, at home. is a new book. I don't know if anyone's got this. Hello. Come up the front, guys. There's some cushions. You might want to grab more cushions. But Has anyone got this new book at home? It's, it's, quite, it's quite fresh off the press. It's an absolutely beautiful book. I didn't make this book, but I wish I made this book. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> it's by an, a, an American author called Carson Ellis. She's a girl. And... It's called Home. And can you see on the cover, there's all these different types of homes. Not even just animal homes. This one's about people's homes too. Yes. There's a bird's nest. There's a... A boot. A boot. Do you, have you ever heard of anyone living in a boot? There's someone in this book that lives in a boot. That's actually my boy's favourite page too. It's pretty cool. Have you heard of the old lady who lives in a shoe? There's a story about that too. Okay, let's read this one because I love this, this one. It's called Home. Home by Carson Ellis. Home is a house in the country. Hmm. Some horses, some birds. Oh, I can see someone in the home. Do you think that might be her? Or it's a flat. Looks like this is a flat maybe in the city. Does anyone here live in a flat in the city? Yeah, see, someone does. Some people live in the country and some people live in the city. Yeah. Some homes are on boats. Pirates, did you say? That's a pirate ship, that's right. Pirates live on boats. And some homes are wigwams. Does anyone here live in a wigwam? No wigwams? No. Okay. I'd like to live in a wigwam. Some are palaces or underground lairs. Look at this. See? These, well, Leo seems to think that these are baddies that live in the lairs because they've got lots of piles of money and they're smoking pipes. And they've got peacocks upstairs. But beautiful pictures, aren't they? Some palaces and some underground lairs. <gasps> or... What's that one? Shoes. <laughs> and this has got lots going on in this picture, doesn't it? There's all sorts of crazy mischief happening. 
Someone's doing a bum flash on the roof. Oh, that's a bit cheeky. <laughs> and there's someone hanging upside down over here. I think there's chaos happening in the shoe. This, this person's got a little slingshot. They're all very naughty, the people that live in the shoes. French people live in French homes. Atlanteans make their homes underwater, like a mermaid. Do you know anyone that lives underwater? I don't know anyone that lives under. Do you know someone that lives underwater? A mermaid. She's a bit like a mermaid. And this one. And some people live on the road. Do you know what that means when you live on the road? It's like a camper van, but I think that these are special type of camper van people that have instruments. What would they be? Rock stars. Rock stars live on the road. And you know, I know the special bit of this story is that Carson Ellis, who wrote this book, her husband, or the, her, the daddy in their family, he's a rock star. And so they spend a lot of their time living on the road. And these are her two boys in the, the back of the van. Uh, he's in the Decemberists. Yeah, it's kind of cute. There are clean homes and there are messy homes. Who here has a messy home? Who likes messy homes? Yeah. I think the messy home looks pretty cool. Tall homes and short homes. Apartments are tall, that's right, yeah. C homes, B homes, hollow tree homes. Mm. He's a little bit like the ratty we saw in the other book. And these guys look like they're riding seahorses in their sea home. I like this book because it's a little bit, it's a little bit imaginary. But who, whose home is this? What do you think? Who lives there? Any guesses? Leo? No? A dragon, maybe? Maybe a, a hermit? And what about this? A cup? That's a big cup, isn't it? So that would have to be someone very small, tiny. Maybe a little tiny fairy could live in that home. Fairy? What other kind of homes? I love this one. Who in the world lives here? And why? Some kind of maybe scientist or someone that's invented a new, a new house to live on another planet? It looks like it's in space, doesn't it? And it looks like, yes. Yeah, it does. You're right. It's got a pipe. It's got a pipe connected to the garden. We've noticed this too because we think that maybe you know what happens in the gardens is that the trees make fresh air for us to breathe. So maybe if you had to make this house in outer space, they need air. So they have this garden that makes the air, and then the pipe brings it into the house. Maybe an alien's house. It could be because there's an alien's house coming up. I think. This is the home of a Slovakian duchess. 
And this is the home of a caring blacksmith. And look what's in his tree. They're the Bayer Weaver bird houses from, from my book before, remember? Because he lives in Africa, in Kenya. That's pretty cool, isn't it? This is the home of a Japanese businessman. They live in fairly interesting little, tiny little homes, but they always look immaculate and beautiful. And this is the home of a Norse god. Oh, this book, if you get a chance to have a look afterwards, the illustrations are really beautiful. A babushka lives here. A, ba a babushka, I think, is a, a Russian grandma. Yes. What about here? You might know the answer to this. An alien. Well, she calls it a moonian. A moonian lives here. Does, does someone live on the moon? Maybe. I like that they, they have a cup of tea still, even though they're an alien. Still have a cup of tea. A raccoon lives here. And an artist lives here. And I like this one because this is a little bit what my studio looks like. Where This is the artist. That's the, the lady who wrote this book. And this is her room where she makes the book. So she's got all of these little things to remind her of how things look. And if you have a look in this picture afterwards, there's little bits in this picture that are in the rest of the book, which is pretty nice little detail. This is my home and this is me. Where is your home and where are you? Where are we now? We're in this interesting looking home. This isn't really a home. This is more of a, a pavilion. And we're in Melbourne, aren't we? Probably on the other side of the world to her. So that's the end of that book. It's a nice one, isn't it? Simple, it's just called Home. I'll leave it here for you to look at us. Can we still have more books, do you think? I love reading books, yeah? Okay, this one's an old book. This isn't a new book at all. And some of you might even have this book. Does anyone here have this book? It's called, oh, Simon has this book, yes. Actually, Simon had this book when he was a kid. And they still, they're still printing this book, which is pretty amazing. I think they are still printing it. It's old. It's from, the nine, it's from 1965, I think. It's called Come Over to My House. And it's sort of in the Dr. Zeus book. You know how the Dr. Zeus books have stripes? Well, it's written by Leo Lasig, who is actually sort of Dr. Zeus. Shall we read this one? It's all about homes as well. What's well, about houses, actually? Come over to my house. This one's fun to read. Some houses are brick and some houses are sticks. Sticks and stones, hey? You're clever. Some houses are square and some houses are round. There are all kinds of houses around to be found. Some are on stilts high up off the ground. Do you know why they build houses on stilts sometimes? <laughs> Tree houses, they're a little bit like tree houses, but they're actually in countries where it floods all the time. So if there's big gushes of water flooding past, they build their houses up on stilts so that the water just goes underneath and they keep dry up the top. I've never lived in a house on stilts. Some houses are wide and some houses are thin. Some are so thin you can hardly get in. Imagine that if you had to sort of go on the side to get into your house. But wherever you go, you will hear someone say, come over to my house, come over and play. 
Come over to my house. The fishing is great. They bite all the time and you don't have to wait. Come over someday and bring plenty of bait. Imagine that if you just had a little outside your house, you had a boat and you could just go fishing all the time. Some people do. My house has a kite that, is, that can whistle and sing. Come over someday and bring plenty of string. Look at this big kite. What does it look like? An owl kite. I love this one. My house has so many big pine trees outside. We can slide on my wonderful pine needle slide. So all the little needles, which are like tiny pine leaves, fall off the trees and they fall onto the ground and they make a big slide and they slide down through all the trees. That's pretty cool. The roof of my house has a stork on a nest. That's like a big bird lays their nest on the roof. The roof of my house is a good place to rest. Some houses in the world have flat roofs and they can sleep on top of their roof. That's pretty cool. You can play on my roof, but the house is so tall, it's a long way downstairs to go after the ball. So if you play tennis, what could happen? Ooh, the ball will go all the way down to the ground. You've got to be very careful. You have to go down the stairs inside, out the front door, find the ball, go back up the stairs. Oh, they might have an escalator, elevator, maybe. My house is bright pink and it's happy and gay. Our streets are wet water. We like it that way. Does anyone know where this might be, where the streets are all made out of water? Ever heard of this kind of place? Venice. I heard someone say Venice. That's right. In Venice, they have their whole city is built on water. Pretty amazing. And they go along in these, they don't have any cars. They go along in these things called gondolas and little tiny boats, boat taxis, taxi boats. Come up on my porch and I'll give you a treat. Spaghetti. We'll eat and we'll eat and we'll eat. We'll eat 20 miles of it. We'll eat a ton. Food at my house is such wonderful fun. So their house is all about eating spaghetti all the time. Come over to my house and sit by the fire. My fire burns trees and it's hotter and higher. Does anyone here have a fire in their house? Yeah, we've got a fire. Fires are good. Our fire's in a stove, it makes beautiful heat. Come over, come over and warm your cold feet. So they sit in front of their stove to keep their feet warm. All sorts of different houses have different ways of heating. Come over to my house, I live on a boat. I live in a city of houses that float. So all these boats are the houses and they're tied together to make a big city of houses. What other kinds of houses are there? Come into my houseboat, have supper with me. I'll give you cold rice and a cup of hot tea. I eat with chopsticks and you can learn how, but oh, you're so terribly sloppy right now. Chopsticks are pretty tricky to eat with, aren't they? Very tricky. Come over to my house and stay for the night. We have 200 rooms. So I'm sure it's all right, but don't touch the tigers. They're likely to bite. Who has tigers at their house? That would be a little bit scary. In my house, my bath is a fancy machine with handles and spouts and it's long and it's green. 
this one isn't though. What's this one? I just have a tub, but I keep just as clean. Just all sorts of different baths in different houses. At our house, hot water comes out of the rocks. It's handy for washing ourselves and our socks. Come over to our house. You'll like our bath too, especially if you have some laundry to do. So in some places, they use hot water that comes up out of the ground and they even wash all their clothes in it too. That's a bit different to how we do things. And so is this. A camel, it's a bit like a camel, but it doesn't have humps. It's called a llama. Come over to my house. You'll eat funny fruit. You'll ride on my llama and toot on my flute. Wow, that sounds like a cool house. I like that one. My house has books and they're all very fine. I'll learn to read yours and you'll learn to read mine. So they must be written in different languages, those books. And maybe they're teaching each other the different languages of how to read them. This one is a camel. In a faraway place, in a wide empty land, my house is a tent in the wind and the sand. Imagine that. In the middle of the desert, this little tent, and they ride around on a camel. So different all over the world, such different houses. And this one's really cool. At my house, I'll show you a wonderful show in the night in the sky when the northern lights glow. <gasps> What's this crazy creature? An ostrich going into a house. My ostrich, my house has an ostrich. Hop on, take a ride. But watch where you're riding. Don't ride him inside. <laughs> I don't think that would go down very well. Would your mum like an ostrich riding around in your house? No, thanks. Uh, where do you think this house is? This looks a bit familiar. Might be Australia, I think. In front of my house has a, is a red kangaroo, because we all have a red kangaroo in the front of our house, don't we? Two koalas and an emu or two. Come over and play. We'll, we're all waiting for you. I don't know about that. Not many houses here have koalas, do they? Maybe if you go out into the bush, there's koalas. My home is quite cold. I need fur to sleep in. That's like a big bear fur that he sleeps under. My house is quite hot. I just sleep in my skin. He just sleeps in a hammock. It's so hot with no clothes on, just in a little string hammock. I sleep in a bed with a big puffy puff. Come over one night. We have puff puffs enough. In my house, I sleep on a mat on the floor. There's a mat here for you, but I hope that you don't snore. I know some people that snore in my house. Come over to my house and we'll milk a cow. It isn't too hard and it's time you learned how. You can milk goats at my house, so come with your pail. It's easy, you'll find the milk back near the tail. Can you milk a goat? Who can milk a goat? I've never milked a goat. I've milked a cow. And this one, I love this house, look. Can everyone see this one? It just looks like a roof on the ground. What are they? Deer, reindeer. That's right, reindeer. My house has a reindeer. Come on, don't be shy. Step up and start milking, boy. Give it a try. So all these other ones that have animals that you milk, that's how they get their milk. So in some countries, they actually have a reindeer that they go out and milk for their cup of tea, I think. Well, they did in the 60s anyway. Every house in the world has a ceiling and floor, but the ones you like best have a wide open door. Some houses are rich, full of silver and gold, and some are quite poor, kind of empty and old. Some houses are marble and some are just tin, but they're all, all alike when a friend asks you in. 
There are so many houses you'll meet on your way, and wherever you go, you'll hear someone say, come over to my house, come over and play. That's a nice one, isn't it? Imagine if you got to go to all of those houses in your, in your life. It'd be pretty nice. I think it's quite funny because Simon did have this book as a kid and he turned out to be an architect. So I think, <laughs> I think if you like houses, this is the one to get. So what do you think? I have one more book that's probably one that you guys have read before. Do you think you can sit through one more book? You're doing quite well. Three books is a long time. One more book? Okay. It's called The Three Little Pigs. Has anyone heard of this book before? Leo, do you want to come sit down on the mat? No? Okay. All right. <clears throat> but it's a sort of a special version of The Three Little Pigs. Has anyone seen this, seen this version of The Three Little Pigs? It's pretty cool. For the adults, it's got lots of really interesting design references. So there's like a Frank Lloyd Wright house and uh, there's some, some pretty cool sort of design objects. But for the kids, it's, it's all about the pigs that build their houses and the story of the three little pigs, which I think, from memory, has a big bad wolf in it. Do you think it will? So these, at the start of the book, for, all the, for the parents, these are all the design references that you will find throughout, like the Buckminster Fuller Dome, you know, special tables, chairs. And here they are, the three little pigs. This will be our last book. Once upon a time, there was three little pigs who lived in a big house in a forest. One day, the three little pigs said goodbye to their mother and they went off to make their way in the world. Bye, Mum. See ya. And they're actually based on the three famous architects. The first little pig decided to build his house of scraps. It looks like pretty cool scraps to me. So he's got some sort of mesh, some corrugated iron. Looks like contemporary architecture to me. The second little pig decided to build his house all out of glass. Sounds like Mies van der Rohe to me. He's got some beautiful drawings too. But the third little pig decided to build his house out of stone and concrete. That sounds wise to me. Very sturdy, stone and concrete. Now, there was an evil wolf who lived in the woods nearby. One day, he came to the house of the first little pig and he said, little pig, little pig, let me come in. But the pig answered, oh no, not by the hairs of my chinny chin chin. Wouldn't be so silly to let a big bad wolf in, would you? This made the wolf so angry that he said, then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. The wolf huffed and he puffed and he blew the house of scraps away. <gasps> Look, all he's got left is the door. That looks a bit scary. <gasps> the little first little pig ran as fast as he could to the house of his brother. Quick! A house of scraps didn't stand the wolf test. Soon the wolf came to the house of the second little pig. The wolf called out, little pig, little pig, let me come in. The second pig answered, oh no, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And the wolf gnashed his teeth and he said, then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. 
and the wolf huffed and he puffed and he blew the house of glass to smithereens. <laughs> Finally, the wolf arrived at the house of the third little pig. The wolf growled at the door. Little pig, little pig, let me come in. Now, this is the good house, isn't it? This is the house made out of, do you remember what it's made out of? Stone and concrete and bricks. Let's add bricks too. But the third little pig replied, no, not by the hair of my chin, chin, chin. And look, can you see them all up there in the concrete bit? They're all sitting there going, mm-mm. You can't come into this house. This is a really solid house. This enraged the evil wolf who roared, then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. So he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed, but he couldn't budge the house of stone and concrete. The wolf said, little pig, meet me tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. at Farmer Wright's and I'll show you a fine field of tomatoes. It's a new tactic. And the pigs thought, hmm, this is different. What are we going to do here? But the pig awoke at 6 a.m. and picked the best tomatoes in the greenhouse and was home, slicing them for lunch by the time the wolf arrived. So the pig went there early because he's clever and he got the best tomatoes and he came home. Oh, get you yet, said the wolf under his breath. Uh-oh, what's the wolf going to try to do, do you think? The wolf returned to the third little pig's house and said, little pig, Meet me tomorrow morning at six o'clock at Farmer Johnson's and I'll show you an orchard full of tasty apples. The next morning at five o'clock, the pig was picking the best apples in Farmer Johnson's orchard when long came the wolf. Good, aren't they? asked the wolf. There certainly are, said the pig. Here, try one. As the wolf chased it, the third pig ran home to his house of stone and concrete. So they're really tricking the wolf now, aren't they? The wolf's going to get really, really mad, I think. No, I think the pigs are tricking the wolf, but we'll see. That evening, the wolf went back to the third little pig's house and said, OK, OK, I'll meet you at the market tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. It keeps getting earlier and earlier. So the pig arrived at 4 a.m. at the market. He was admiring a fine rug when the wolf came approaching. So there's the pig looking at the rug. Where's the wolf? He hasn't come up yet. He hid himself under the rug. The, the pig hid, hid himself under the rug and rolled down the hill towards the wolf. The wolf ran away with the rug following after him. The third pig returned home where he and his brothers prepared a roaring fire in the fireplace and settled in for the evening. Does anyone know what's going to happen with the fire? I have a feeling. Ah! Look! Tricked again, the wolf rushed to the third pig's house, saying under his breath, Little pigs, I'll get you yet. The wolf climbed onto the roof and he shouted down the chimney, I'm coming in to get you. But the wolf tumbled into the roaring fire, burning his bottom. Ah! He ran from the house, smoke streaming after him, and he was never seen in the forest again. Look, and he's always got a crispy tail from now on. The three little pigs ate a supper of tomato soup and apple pie and they lived happily ever after in their house of stone and concrete. And that's the end. And there's all the rest of the things. It's a pretty beautifully drawn book as well, if you want to have a look. There you go. Oh, that was by Stephen Gurnachia.
So I don't know. I think that's probably all the books we can endure today. Oh, we have. Oh, I have some books here. If you wanted to, if you anyone wanted to purchase a book, they're being waved at me. I have um, the book that I read first. So the Sticks and Stones. You guys missed that one. Sorry, but you know the book anyway. So there's some. Of, there's a couple of them there, and then my also my first book, which is called The Family Hour, um, which isn't about homes, but it's about families. And anyone else that um, wants to is welcome to come and have a look at these books and, and say hello. But thank you for coming. And I'm also doing this next Sunday and the Sunday after. How many dollars are they? They're $25. That's very <laughs> good of you. And I can sign them for you too if you like. Um, but yeah, if you've got other friends that want to come to the readings, um, next Sunday, the Sunday after, and I think the Sunday after that at the same time. And we might read some different ones next time. So thanks for coming. <laughs>